Drop down your anchors, throw down your line. Drop down your anchors, I'll catch them in time. Drop down your anchors, throw down your line. I will cover your side. Hello, my name is Amy Bindis, and I'll be your host for the Stay Anchored podcast. You know, there are several keys to life that will help us realize our best life and truly bring us fulfillment. And we've talked about many of them in previous podcasts, how we need to anchor ourselves in the word of God to know and understand what he meant for us to live our best life. Paul refers to these in his letter to Galatians, and he refers to them as fruits of the Spirit. In chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, Paul says, But the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, are you ready for it? Self-control. Like I said, we've talked about a few of these in the past, but today let's consider that last one. That's a biggie. Self-control. Self-control refers to restraint, a holding back of thoughts, words, and actions that are bad for us and for others. We can see a lack of self-control, at least I can, when I sometimes look at my dog. Now, my dog was a rescue dog, and he is just this precious um, mix of a beagle and a Jack Russell Terrier. His name is Champ. And for years and years, Champ has kind of been the neighborhood dog, roamed the neighborhood, and you know everybody's been fine with that. But lately, we've had some people down our hill across the street putting out some food garbage and of course, Champ is a hunting dog. He he smells this stuff, so he can't control himself. And he will run across the street. And I've had a neighbor bring him back or you know, follow him in her car and say he almost got hit by a car. You know, he's you've got to watch your dog. And I'm thinking, oh no, I see his lack of self-control. So what do I do? I put him on a leash now as we walk up and down our neighborhood and he looks at me like this has never happened before but I'm saying buddy it's for your own good because as soon as I take him off the leash and he's done this he looks me in the eye and he runs across the street to that pile of food because he really can't control himself there's a lack of self-control so as his master I have to train him to know what's best for him and to act upon it. So I need to train him with discipline, with maybe treats when he does something good, and with a leash when he can't control himself. We see this with children as well. When they're little, they want to take toys from someone else or always grab the candy. And we need to train them teach them early the art of self-control. 
that's a gift that we can give our children because if we don't, they grow up feeling entitled and feeling like they need to have this or that. And if they need it and want it, they should have it. And that's not always best for us. We also see this in addictions. If you're addicted to say, you know, a cup of coffee in the morning, we need that in order to keep going. Addictions can also be more severe, drugs, alcohol, sex, on the internet or in books. We could have many areas of weakness in our lives. And as children, if we don't learn to overcome our weaknesses, there are consequences that are imposed. With CHAMP, it's the leash. With addictions, the consequences become self-inflicted, bad for our health, bad for our relationships. If we're not quite to that point of an addiction, but we do have an area of weakness, and we all have one, it still can keep us back, hold us back from living our best life. So think about what your area of weakness is. Is it food? Is it sex? Is it control in a relationship? Is it control over time? And when things don't go your way, you get agitated. Is it money? Is it power? Is it laziness that you can't self-control? Is it drugs? Is it alcohol? We all have an area in our life that we have a weakness in and need to look at self-control. So let's see what the Bible says about self-control. It is mentioned 18 times in the Bible. And I'm not going to read all 18 to you, but I'm going to pick out some um, some of the more um, telling ones to us and the more helpful ones to us. So in Proverbs 29, 11, a fool gives vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. Is our anger what we're needing to control? Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 4. Avoid sexual morality that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable. He goes on in this letter to Thessalonians saying, So let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. Paul paints this picture of being a soldier. He says we've got to fight against those things that are weaknesses to us. And he says it's not going to be easy, but we have to overcome it in order to be children of God and not to succumb to the world, but to overcome the world. Peter says um, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. He's alluding to our thoughts. What you think about is what you become. So prepare your mind to act in a way that is becoming and in a way that you want to. Don't 
be weak to those thoughts that will lead you astray. He he goes on in chapter 4, verse 7 to say, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Boy, interesting. Paul is telling us that there are many distractions in life and that we need to focus. We need to understand when we're getting pulled away in order to be self-controlled. I can't imagine what Jesus faced those 40 days in the desert when the devil tempted him over and over and over again. He knows our experiences. He knows our temptations. He was tempted with food. He had fasted for 40 days and nights. Boy, I know how hard it is for me to fast for one. He fasted and the devil tempted him with food. But Jesus went back to the word of God. And he said, you know, it's on the bread of life, on the words that God gave us, not on the human bread that we live. The devil tempted him with power. You know, I'll give you everything. But Jesus understood that the power comes from following the will of God. I can't imagine what he went through, but if he in human form can overcome some of those temptations, I can overcome them as well with his help, with God's help. I can't do it alone. Jesus went to God when he was weak. I need to do that as well. So how can I avoid some of my temptations, some of my weaknesses, and be strong and be controlled. After thinking about this, I came up with a little game plan for myself and and think about your weakness and see if this might apply to you. So for me, number one, it's being aware. The second step is seeking to prepare. And then the third step is seeking God's care. So aware, prepare, and care. Let me talk about those one at a time. Many of us go through life just from one situation to the next and just think, oh, I'm, I'm just too weak to overcome this. I'm just, it's going to happen again. Maybe I'll get better next time. Maybe I won't. But we don't stop and reflect to become aware of what are those situations that make us weak? What are those temptations that are around us that we can control and overcome? So if it's, you know, a a physical uh, thing in our surroundings that shouldn't be there, we can get rid of it. Uh, If it's food, if you've got treats everywhere, Why? Why tempt yourself? Well, maybe they're for family or friends. Well, you know what? If you find yourself going into them, maybe they shouldn't be there. If it's alcohol, you know, maybe limit yourself to a certain time at night uh, between this hour and this hour or a certain number of drinks a night. You know, physically thinking about things ahead of time and limiting yourself. Oh, that's my second, or that's my third. That's enough. I know it's going to take willpower 
that self-control. Or maybe uh, it's just being aware of when you're weak and just knowing that, knowing that I am really weak this time. So I've kind of, you know, looked at awareness, being aware of what is pulling us down and making us weak, and have gone into a little bit of the second step, prepare. So prepare your surroundings, uh, prepare your mind, being aware of it and setting limitations in your mind that you can work towards. It's not maybe something you can master right away, but preparing to do so is the second step of that change. Maybe it's something that is an addiction that you are really striving hard to overcome. And maybe you need an accountability buddy, that friend who understands your weaknesses, who you can confide in, and who you can be truthful to. That person that will ask you, how did it go this week? And you can be honest, you know, on Monday and Tuesday, I was awesome. But by Wednesday, I went back to the internet or I went back to the bottle or I blew up again at my spouse or I wanted to be in control of this situation again and got angry. So talking it through with someone, being aware, preparing, but then having that accountability person to help you talk things out and to help you reflect on where exactly did it go wrong again for you? Where were you drawn into that weakness? But the third step, and maybe the most important, is to know and to look for God's care. We can't do everything by ourselves. We can't overcome some of these weaknesses, these deep, dark urges and longings and yearnings by ourselves. Sometimes we need God. We need God to do it for us. And he says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. What does that mean? If you trust in me and if you follow the plan that I have for you, you can overcome these mountains, these strongholds on your life. Let me help you. I can do it. He knows that it's impossible for us to do some of this alone. And he's here for us. He wants to be here for us. So, yes, we need to be aware of our weaknesses. We need to prepare and set ourselves up for success but we also need to give it up to him and let him help us. God, I possibly cannot do this without you. I need you to anchor me. I'm in this huge sea and the wind is coming and the waves are coming and I'm being tempted and pulled and pulled and pulled, but I need you to help me stay anchored and he will be there for us. He wants us to live our best life. He wants us to come seek him and give it up to him so that he can help carry our burdens. So understanding that the world is full of sin 
and temptation and choices between weak and strong, right and wrong, good and bad for us. And understanding that Jesus knew and experienced all of these sin, temptation, and choices. It brings a comfort because he knows what we're going through. And he knows that we can have the self-control, the restraint to choose what's best for us. So let's take a second to ask God to help us in whatever area we need that self-control today. Lord, you created us to be in your image. You've provided us a free will, a choice, and you understand how sometimes it's difficult to control our choices and our free will. You know the desires of our heart. You know the temptations. And you know what's best for us so that we may fully realize our best life and that we aren't here to fully indulge and satisfy every desire we have, but we are here to overcome our worldly desires because you have so much more prepared for us in heaven. We are here to praise you. We are here to love others and we are here to look forward to that wonderful gift that you have for us in heaven. Our fulfillment comes in heaven. You've got that waiting for us. So Lord, please strengthen us and give us the self-control to look forward to what we have waiting for us and to live our best life while we can here on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Cover your side. 